Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is time once again for another. Uh, do I want to say splendid or fantastic? Splastastic <laughs> episode of the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast, episode number 221. We are here at 1600 Bucks Lair Place, right in the beautiful Buckatorium, lovely Sherrard, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, splashtastic. Is that what the, is that, that's what I wanted to say? I guess. It's really taking this podcast uh, straight into the dirt, man. man. Thing, dude, it, 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 it didn't even start off good, but uh, I am Steve, and the studio today is Kurt. Hey, everyone. Geyer, if you will. Eric Hammond. Howdy. And uh, the guy right notes over there. I didn't even got a mic. We're, didn't even, our even bring him up. Our intern. Cameron Tank is our intern. <laughs> With a broken hand, apparently. Cameron Tank had a birthday yesterday. Oh, oh happy birthday. Happy birthday. He has no, he's not on a mic. He didn't want to be on the mic. He's got his headphones. He's taking notes. Man, he's drinking body armor. He's our summer intern. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> we need one of those. We do need an intern. Because Steve intern. sucks at his job. Yeah, Steve can't do his job, so we have to have an intern in. Yeah. But, <laughs> sorry, intern, even though you do all the legwork, we got to give all the free sponsorship stuff to uh, 
to Steve. It pays to be pretty. That's all I got to say. Our intern just watched me not give Steve some sponsorship gear in here before the episode. So <laughs> you know things are real. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. But, uh, yeah, that was a real thing that happened. You want to know another real thing that happened? Tell me. Before you could even say anything, I've got the uh, vet shout out. Okay. I will tell them where to find the or where to submit a veteran why, shout out. Why don't you go ahead? Workingclassbowhunter.com. Hit the contact tab and scroll down. And you'll see it right there. You can submit any Oops. veteran for a veteran shout out and we will put it in the lineup and we'll get to it on a show. Steve will. It goes directly to Steve. So if it doesn't get covered, send your bitch email back through the veteran shout out, <laughs> yeah. not through the regular contact form. <laughs> Kurt's, Kurt's got not, not going to know and then I'm going to get a furious email. So uh, Steve won't be around for a couple episodes, if Ooh. you know what I mean. Oh, he's getting put on probation. Skating on thin ice over here. Skating. <laughs> I ain't skating on any ice. I'm walking on cracking ice. The vet this week is uh, Wyatt Krillin. His rank is E3. Branch is Navy. His job was CS. Uh, and they list submarine. He was on the USS Pittsburgh. And uh, it sounds like your buddy uh, Boomer sent that in. So, Wyatt, thank you so much for your service to this country. We really appreciate it. Um, I have no idea what like E3 and CS means. So any vets, send that in. Let us know what that means because I have absolutely no idea. Bunch of acronyms. It's rank of some sort or another. Yep. I, I think so. I thought I heard like E3 is like the front lines. I don't know. I, I have know. no idea. Neither I no do idea, I'm, not gonna try, should, I'm not even trying to guess. Yeah, we no. shouldn't do that. So but thank a, you for your service, sir. Yeah, we appreciate it. We could not uh, do this um, podcast in English without you. And... Or hopefully, slurred drunken English. Or slurred, yeah, whatever yeah, type of English you're speaking. But hopefully uh, this podcast reaches you way at the bottom of the sea because that would be a first, the first podcast ever listened to at the bottom of the ocean. And then you go through the bottom of the ocean and then you hit the hollow earth where the dinosaurs are. Anyway. It's just flat, though, so you just go out the other side. Yeah, you know, you, you go under it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, a um, couple things to touch on, catching everyone up to speed. Our working-class bow hunter shoot is June 9th, shoot. and we are. Ha it's a private event um, due to space and all that. We're uh, running a small operation. We're getting pretty much capped out on uh, how many people we can have. It's It's about to close here. Uh, it actually probably should be closed right now, but I'm going to let a few more slide in. And then uh, camping's all done. We're doing a little bit of camping there, giving away some prizes. We got uh, HHA um, supporting for uh, is locked in. We got Broad Force Targets, Sniper, Hunting Products. Um, a bunch of people are sending some stuff in. There could be a bow up for grabs this year. Ooh. We have something in store that's going to come out and surprise some people um, and might really uh, make some – some kneecaps clank each other when it comes to drawing that bow back and throwing an arrow for a prize. Where uh, she she's going to be a good old girl. She's coming out of the works here. Oh, what's uh, courtesy of uh, Bone White Taxidermy in Viola, Illinois, is helping with this one. Lovely. So uh, it's going to get spooky. It's going to be a good time. Oh, your arrows will pay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring as many as you have. Yeah. So start buying some new arrows now. Her and, name's Doris. Uh, Doris. Uh, this is the perfect episode to. Uh, Think about getting some new arrows, because Doris is going to gobble up them arrows at the shoot. Yep. She is. So She ain't, she ain't going to go down without a fight. Doris is a tough bitch, man. Tough, bad bitch. HBIC. The head bitch in charge. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, also, all the new hats are sold out, but we ordered more. Um, the patch hat is getting uh, a facelift. The patch yep. hat is changing a little bit. That is on its way. Also, we should have that in 
a few weeks. I would say, yep, a couple weeks, yep. We're looking at other options. We got something, a surprise in store here for, I don't know, we're, that's also, we're working on new stuff for the store. We're trying to update it, um, maybe new hats. That's what we're focused at right now. Shirts, maybe not, but hats for sure. We're, we're going over some options. Workingclassboner.com, hit the store tab. All the goodies in there. Um, the goods. Also, very quickly, we have to talk about, I want to talk about something I'm excited about, and that's the new Sniper Trail Cams. And they have a pre-order link. We have it in the description. And you can go to SniperHuntingProducts.com, code WCBH10, get 10% off all Sniper Hunting products. I am in fucking love with their cell cams. Like, the easiest thing to set up, turn it on, you leave. I have other setups where you have to, like, wait for the modem to connect. <laughs> Mm-mm. They're Ain't awesome. Got time for that. I'm loving them. I, uh, I'm jacked. You got to try them. I'm, Tank works with me. And he knows how freaking pumped I am. I'm on the app every morning looking for trail cam pictures. So oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's good shit. Check out sniperhuntingproducts.com. And if you have any questions, hit up our buddy Brandon Bolden, and he will get you the information you need. I thought you were more excited about something that's going to happen this weekend. Well, I am excited about that, too. But It's going to be a fun time. Trail cams are on my brain. Yeah, they are. Um, but this is one of those... Uh, one of those special deals that uh, we're going to do the last breath uh, party we're going to be at, the release party. If you didn't get tickets, sorry to tell you, you're probably not going to get in, but uh, it's going to be a fun old time, dude. They're, they rented out the theater down we, in... We have tickets. We can give away a couple. Do, oh, we can. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Hit us up. Yeah, if you want tickets, let us know. Yeah, we'll give away two tickets. Uh, um, it's in Galesburg, Illinois, this weekend, May 26th. At the Orpheum Theater. Uh, uh, here's what we'll do. When we launch this, if you want... If you're... If you want to go and you don't have tickets, you got to email us quick so I can get them in the mail and get them to you or meet up with you because it's coming up fast. So Yeah, real fast. We don't have that many to spare. So. No. We are the only crew rolling deep in a limo going to that party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's going to be nuts. <laughs> a little bit of action going down there. Um, tell me what else about our – let's cover our, 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 our partners real quick, then we'll cut into the show. Yeah, dude. Uh, check out – well, since I'm uh, leaning up against it right now, we'll start off with Mana Coolers. They keep our all our beer cold, everything that uh, that you could fit in a cooler. So you know, if you're going on a, you could put food in there. Yeah, we know. I yeah, know. If you're, you're going. going on an elk hunt, you know, sometime, and you need to pack it out. There you go. That's what I wanted to start out first. HHA Sports, check out the single pin sites. Uh, they also have awesome, really awesome site covers for your site. Isn't that right? Yeah, they're, they're great. <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I hear. <laughs> Elite archery. Check out Elite Archery Mango. If you haven't shot the new Ritual yet, you absolutely need to. You got to get a bow here pretty quick because it's going to get perfect shooting shooting weather. Go mm-hmm. grab a bow. Tug on the tug on the Ritual a couple times. See if you don't end up buying it. Smith, tug on it. Tug on it. Smith Custom Meats and Deer Processing, beautiful. Vial, Illinois. Check those guys out uh, when you kill your first deer, October first. If you're in uh, near West Central Illinois, why don't you take it from there, Kurt? Steve was only at uh, Smith's once this year because he doesn't hunt. I went there twice. <laughs> yeah. Drop my deer off and then pick it up. And then you went. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you went once with me. Once with me. Did I? No, but you wish you would have. I thought. No, I went with. Uh, I went with uh, Brandon Bequeath, though. He was on his way down. and He picked me up. That's Maybe. where Steve finds his success on other people's property. OPP. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shirt. That's a shirt. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's going to be everyone who poaches. He down with OPP, other people's property. <laughs> uh, also, Rattler Grips, custom grips for your bow. Uh, get a hold of Rob. You get your own custom working class bow hunter grip. Uh, Scent Crusher, I don't know if we covered them yet. Nope, we got the room clean rocking in here. I run it every day in the studio because uh, we stink a unit up in here. Um, right. We're forgetting someone. I don't know who it is. I don't know who we covered and who we didn't. We're just Ethics play. Archery, Big Hoss. going to be some goodies giving away at the shoot. You got to outshoot Hoss, uh, a.k.a. the Arrow Doctor. So, um, kind of the Arrow Doctor. That's my nickname for him. I think he's like the Arrow, <laughs> the, the Arrow uh, Doctor, Diatrist. Dr. Hoss. Yeah, Dr. Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's Dr. Hoss. Yeah. Okay, right. let's cut into the show here. This one is Victory Archery joining Boom. the podcast. Devin is joining us. He's gonna, we're going to talk about a lot. This is one. We got a lot of social media questions, a lot of inside arrow information, a lot of things hopefully covered in the show that a lot of people don't know or might become more aware of. Um, this will help you. I personally am shooting the Victory Arrows. Um, I love them. I got turned on them this year. I just switched arrow like switch arrows early season, early bow season. Switch my whole arrow setup <laughs> and uh, loved them. And we got a hold of them to do a podcast because. They love the product they put out. Uh, they're not a sponsor, um, but we like what they do. So we figured we'd get them on and uh, hopefully record a great podcast. See what they're all about. This he is- said hopefully record a great podcast, and he looked at me. Well, dude, last podcast we did, we had no guests, and we <laughs> were probably like 40 bush lights, man. <laughs> and I'm not saying it wasn't great. I'm just saying it's oh, a different it type great. of – Best cover art you've ever done. Yeah, guys, go back and look <laughs> at the cover art. There's a bunch of hidden stuff. If you can find all of them. Steve, well, yeah, we got a bet. We still got to play basketball, but uh, Steve will do something stupid. We'll maybe get that. Hey, oh yeah, we're gonna get him a tag soup tattoo. If you can find all of oh, them, oh yeah, or we're gonna shave his head. Yeah, you're getting a tag soup. Oh tattoo. no, I'm growing my hair back out. Um, there's something else I want to cover. Anyway, yeah, we, we like tattoo. to go. We like to do the dumb podcast where we have fun. There's no point to them. We're just having a good time. Then we like the informative ones. Mm-hmm. Got to cover it all. Got to cover it all. Okay, we hope you guys enjoy. All right, so on the phone with us, we have Devin O.D. from uh, Victory Archery. Devin, what's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. <laughs> it's, it's going well now that we got your name correct. <laughs> yeah, we got the name straightened out. Oh, man, that's a... Uh, that's yeah, you, you, you Chris, too. Whatever, whatever works. Nah, all right, <laughs> you know, it, we'll make it happen. Whatever happens. <laughs> we're, uh, so where are you calling from right now? Are you in the uh, land of California? Yep, we're in uh, San Diego, so Southern California. Nice, San Diego. That seems different for a bow hunting company. Normally, it's like Midwest or like you think just in Utah the, or something. Yeah, yeah. What's what's up with being in California there? And not not that I'm a hater of California. I love California, but it's just uh, a little different for some Illinois boys to hear that. <laughs> well, I can say that the the bow hunting in Southern California is uh, certainly a good place to try and cut your teeth because um it's a struggle man it's a it's a struggle every season to, to try and get it done and um you know we have beautiful weather and we have got tons of archery ranges and lots of 3d shoots to go to but the actual hunting itself uh that's why you guys get your influx of californians uh come hunting season all over the u.s because uh there's not a whole lot happening down here so what's like? What's game number one? Is is you know what? What do you go hunting for? What's your favorite thing to hunt out there? Um, I mean, big thing is is mule deer. Um, turkeys, turkeys are great too if you've got some some private land. I mean, like California has 
amazing hunting. It's just, it's all about access, right? Um, so I think, you know, like a lot of places, uh, we have tons and tons of public land to hunt, which is an awesome thing. You know, if you like getting out and laughing and, um, putting in the miles and the energy, it can be really rewarding, but, um, we get a lot of hikers and bikers and, uh, just, you know, all sorts of people out, out in the wilderness. So, um, it's, it's definitely pretty common to be sitting, glassing a deer, making a stock, and then running into a mountain biker, scaring the things <laughs> out of them accidentally. Right, right. If <laughs> we can imagine. Well, like for just some boys in the Midwest or someone that never has been on the West Coast, they always think like anti-hunter type people from California. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Is, is there a lot of that that you experience, or is it not as bad as everyone would think from the Midwest? I haven't run into it. Um personally so much i mean it's definitely out there uh you know like the you, you don't see camo in our walmarts um that's one of the things i love about traveling out of the state uh and you go to you know walmarts and different sporting goods stores and everything is camo whereas in, in california there's really not a lot of that so uh, yeah. <laughs> I think people aren't they're not as exposed to it you know it's just it's like uh they're really surprised to see people hunting, people hunting, um, you really take people, you know, get them off their guard. So I think I've not too much blowback. Every once in a while you get, you know, crazy people running through the woods, blowing air horns during deer season. But uh, <laughs> those are just great friends of mine. Uh, never happened to me, fortunately. Right. Interesting. Yeah. When I see like a camo pocket tee, I think Walmart. That's oh, the yeah. difference. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, that guy got that at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a mossy oak camo pocket tee at Walmart. That's around every corner here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the camo pocket tee and st- the sweatpants Steve wears every day. That's Walmart yeah. in our area. Then when you got the logo in camo, <laughs> that's how you know you're in the Midwest at a Walmart. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, that Walmart's rocking the real tree. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we figured we'd talk about that first. Uh, Devin, tell us a little bit about you, man, and then you know how you, got, how you grew up and then how you got uh, paired up with Victory. So, grew up mostly in Northern California. I uh, was born on the East Coast, but family moved out here when I was pretty young. So, grew up doing a whole lot of fishing. Um, no one in my family actually ever hunted, so um, that's something I, I kind of fell into. Got stuck in Hershey, PA for Hurricane Sandy a while back um, with my girlfriend at the time. She's not my wife. And uh, we got trapped there. Went digging through a basement, found some bows. Uh, started shooting pumpkins and whatever we could get our hands on and <laughs> hit by the archery bug from that point on. Really? That's kind of a unique way to get it into is, it. Yeah. You just found bows and we're like, let's try it? Yeah, her dad is a big bow hunter, so um kind of made sense. And, uh, you know, she's gotten into it with me, so we go out and try and get our deer every year, some more successful than others. Uh, but, uh yeah, you know, so I, I got into archery just that way and then, you know, started shooting local 3Ds and um, just, you know, trying to get, you know, I had a, an old Matthews Z-Max, I think it's from like 98 or something like that, <laughs> that a friend gave me and that was my start and loved that bow, still shoots great for me, but uh, eventually ended up uh, getting a job at a local bow shop here because um, I've got like a background in marketing and graphics and things of that nature so i ended up doing uh some work on their website and you know some of the marketing graphics but really just fell into more of like a tech role with uh performance archery 
at the Bahamas shop mm-hmm. Diego. And um, so did that for a couple years. Got, you know, super sucked into the whole technical aspect of it all and, you know, tuning pros and learning how everything works and getting things dialed in and, uh, you know, kind of just going down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of archery. Speak. Which is easy to do. Yep, sucks <laughs> you right in, don't it? So, yeah, it does, man. It's just, you know, you can never really stop, so. That's why I tell people whenever they want to get involved in archery, I'm like, it's a deep, deep rabbit hole. Like, you got to really know what you're getting yourself into before you get one and go after it. Seriously. Yeah, and I think there's certain people um, that that are especially drawn to it. So, you know, if you you didn't think you were a perfectionist, um, try to take up the sport of archery, and you'll find out how much it bothers you when you don't hit that spot every time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So true, though. Yeah, Working there, I ran into some of the victory guys at the local shoots and um, just kind of threw in my application there. And a few months later, they were, they were hiring, and they're hiring for, like, a technical sales role. But I told them, hey, you know, this is my background, um, you know, doing marketing and graphics, and this is kind of where I want to get back to with, you know, my career and everything. So um, fortunately, they were, you know, pretty cool and gave me the shot, and so – now that's that's what I do for victory. All the aerographics, boxes, website. Um, where we all wear a lot of hats here. It's you know pretty small crew at the office. Mm-hmm. So you know we're always slammed, and it's there's never a dull moment. That's for sure. Cool. So gotcha. you get to design what actually is on the arrow, huh? Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite parts. Um, is you know taking it from purely conceptual to, you know, using vector programs like Illustrator or Photoshop. And, uh, you know, sometimes we, we have a ton of OEM clients that we design arrows for as well, but, uh, you know, so sometimes it's their designs. I got to do uh, Victory's most recent arrow that we launched, the Extortion, and um, so that's my first, you know, actual Victory label that I got to design, and it's, it's awesome to see it go from, you know, concept to completion, and that's what I'm shooting right now, so... Take, take pride in it, and it's a pretty cool gig. Very cool. Well, since you brought that arrow up, the extortion, that's a newer arrow for you guys. Can we do, Let's just cut in and talk about that arrow and uh, what market that's taken and basically just cover all the details because um, is that even available right now or it just came out? Yeah, so uh, we launched it at ATA. Yeah, I remember uh, that line was crazy at ATA to see that thing. Yeah, we were so busy. Uh, so it was cool. Our booth was slammed like the entire time, <laughs> and uh, it's it's a completely brand new arrow for us. I would say for the industry, um, what it is is a carbon high modulus carbon arrow with uh, stainless steel mesh uh, infused in. It's really rolled up with the carbon. Um, so you know the it's a two hundred four diameter, um, so like your five millimeter and. Uh, as far as weight and size, you know, OD, everything, it's really similar to an FMJ. And that's, you know, a similar style arrow, right? They've got mm-hmm. carbon metal outside. We've got metal inside, carbon outside. Um, and, you know, the whole concept that we wanted to do is to create something that was super durable, uh, a little bit heavier, and uh, that you could go after bigger game, use, you know, heavier arrow to, to get that momentum, that kinetic energy um, that a lot of guys are trying to do with 
loading up the point. But, um, you know, this way you can actually have the fat throughout the arrow, and then we make this arrow with a stainless steel or aluminum outsert, like the rest of our uh, hunting lines. So mm-hmm. get better penetration with that outsert. Uh, you got a you got a big hole on the front and then a smaller shaft, so it's like putting a fist at the end of your arrow pretty much. Um, right. That allows that arrow to pass through the target easier, um, and then it also gives you better FOC, so helps with the broadhead flight a little bit. And, uh, you know, overall, these things are just powerhouses. They're shooting amazing. And, um, yeah, I really couldn't be happier with them. Is there a lot of people online doing, like, comparison videos? Or have you guys done certain tests, uh, the extortion versus the full metal jacket, to, like, really lay out the pros and cons of each? Or is it preference? Or what, what would, how does it stack up, would you say? Or what would be your selling point to sell that extortion over the full metal? Um, so I think you're going to see a ton of videos coming out where, where they're really put to the test. So I'm going to let YouTube, uh, speak for itself on that. But, uh, when you take, when you look at the technical aspects of the arrow, uh, we use a, a stainless steel mesh and, um, you know, steel, the reason why we went with steel in the first place is because it has a higher yield point than aluminum, um, which is, you know, the FMJ. So what we wanted was we wanted that same strength and weight characteristics that you do get with the FMJ, but um, we didn't want it to be as susceptible to bending. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the point of steel gives you is, um, along with the fact that it's a mesh as opposed to, you know, a solid one piece uh, of metal. So you can take these things and put them through the torture test. You can do all sorts of um you know, you've been pretty far without uh, any breakage, without any bending. Um, so that was what we really wanted to do is make something that was, you know, more resistant to bending than FMJ um, while maintaining all those same strength and weight characteristics. Right. So okay. that probably includes standing on it uh, in between two chairs and then uh, putting it, on, uh, spinning it. That was actually that was the rip TKO you guys yeah. did that video where you guys put it between the two chairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought that was the extortion. No, no, it was it was it was, was a rip t- Okay, that was, yeah, that was just our standard uh, TKO series, and you know, we use that 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 similar technology for the extortion. Um, so the rip, the the TKO series all has a forty five degree weave on the outside of the arrow, and uh, the whole concept there is just to basically reduce the torsional deflection, uh, which is you know, basically limiting the amount of total flex of your arrow. Um, so it allows your veins to basically come in and stabilize a little quicker. Um, so the TKF have a 45-degree weave. The extortion has a 90-degree weave, which just adds even a little bit more uh, hoop strength to the arrow with that uh, outer 90-degree weave that's all high-modulus carbon. Um, so the goal on this was just, like, durability um, and precision over, over anything. Very cool. And I think that's what a lot of guys want, especially, you know, a big game arrow. Um, but you find a lot of the complaints or I guess, you know, a lot of guys bitch about is just having their arrow break or they shot and miss and hit nothing but dirt and they get to their arrow and it's snapped and mm-hmm. you can't reuse it and you spend a lot of money on those arrows. So a lot of guys are wanting durability. Um, and for good reason, they're expensive. And if you can use an arrow over and over and over again, you know, that's what you want. So it's a selling point right there. 
Right. Not, not two, and I've known a lot of guys that shoot FMJs that, you know, my dad shot them last year, and <laughs> I think they're all, like, bent. Or, like, I he missed and hit dirt, and we found one broke on, the, like, three inches on the end and then th- on, on the rear where the fletching is and then three inches off the front. I'm like, I don't know how you did that, but <laughs> it's just, like, w- weird stuff like that. So strength is a big selling point, you know. Of course, you want, you know, straightness, but strength's right in there. Yeah, and there's no, you know, like, an arrow can only withstand so much abuse. So, you know, anything is going to be susceptible to bending and breaking um, under the right amount of strain. But we really tried to, um, you know, take it a few steps further and make something that was, uh, you know, the the best that we could do and and to be very competitive um, in the marketplace and to to make something that had a, you know, stronger than anything else out there. And I think we... We were pretty much able to do that, so um, we're all really excited about it here. And um, you know, it's one of those things. Also, when when you have confidence in your setup, and you know, I like harp on this a lot with friends and and people that I talk to, is that uh, confidence in your equipment is gonna relate to a better shot. Is gonna you know relate to actually harvesting the animal rather than um, when you've got doubt. It it can it can really uh, mess you up. So for sure, being yeah. confident that your equipment even if you hit a shoulder um you know hopefully just gonna be able to 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 drive through and get into the vitals and get the job done right now and we're talking about durability with these arrows and i watched a video um that you guys are sharing i think it was from ata but um i'm sure you can find the picture where it's it shows the arrow you know you guys kind of slice it at an angle and you see where that's infused where where like the the mesh and the carbon are all infused now that yeah. With the arrow being that strong, what uh, what do you do? You recommend any different saw arrow saw setups? You know, is it anything different than what you would do from a full metal jacket FMJ versus a carbon arrow? Because I'm I'm sure that's probably going to eat up a arrow saw blade here pretty quick. Um, yeah, it's a good good point. I mean, you can cut them with any you know high speed diamond dusted arrow saw like like you would get at you know any of your regular bow shops but i am gonna guess that it probably will eat up blades a little quicker um you know it's a it's a mesh so it's you can definitely cut through it and it's it's infused so we actually we pre-preg the the mesh um like we would our carbon fiber sheets um because you know victory is actually owned by Mitsubishi, so um, you know, we're, we have access to, you know, one of the largest resin libraries and material, uh, science, you know, technology laboratories in the world. And these guys are, you know, all they do is carbon. So, um, it allows us to play around with different compositions of resins and materials. And, you know, that's how we got this extortion to work is by actually pre-pregging the stainless steel sheet. And then we roll it up with carbon. Um, and the two are infused in the curing process. Wow. Yeah, Interesting. So the same company that brought you the Eclipse is now uh, bringing you arrows. It's now so. killing <laughs> animals. <laughs> hey, man, the is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> now, that's, you know what, that's, that's got to be a big plus. I mean, because if you're trying to really jump into, you know, and uh, change the market as far as arrows go, uh, yeah, like you said, being able to pull from those, uh, that huge library of things that's really got to be beneficial. I mean, and then 
the engineers probably got to love that too because they're like, hey, look, let's see what they did over here. We could probably try and throw that in the arrows too. Yeah, so much more at your, mm. uh, you know, to experiment with. You just you got it right there at your fingertips, which is cool. huge. Which is why you guys are, you know, blazing the path that you are in the arrow industry because I switch early season. I was having. <laughs> I was having a rough arrow setup time. I, you guys can go back and listen to those podcasts. I was struggling, and I went to our buddy's got a bow shop, and he had all only arrows he carries is victory. And I switched to the ripped TKOs and just fell in love with them. And then yeah, you bought them all right out from under his nose. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, they were actually his <laughs> arrows that he was getting ready to cut for himself. And I'm like, hey, uh, I'm going to buy these. He's like, all right, I guess I'll just order more for myself. So <laughs> I bought those out from underneath them. And then what my dad was shooting FMJs this year, and what I won my dad over to – well, my dad knew they were good arrows because, you know, he went hunting with me and saw how what they did. And um, But I got to say the final thing that he was like, all right, fuck it, I'm getting those, was that video you guys put on Facebook that we talked about earlier with the guy standing on them between the two steel chairs. <laughs> He's like, what are those? I gotta get those. <laughs> That's why I ordered some too. So I think we're all gonna be shooting them this year. Yep, for sure. That, that video was, was classic too because it was, you know, we were literally we were literally we're just talking about um, the gold tip video where um, you know one of the guys stands on two arrows, and you know we were saying, hey, I wonder if you can do that with our arrows. You know, genuine curiosity, and so we set it up and tried to make it uh, a fair comparison, um, and on two arrows no problem and then um we were actually standing in my office here that's where the video took place and i i told nate the guy who was standing on it i said nate get on one arrow like you know let's see what happens and um we were both i was like holding the camera away from my face kind of turning around (laughs) put your safety glasses on (laughs) yeah exactly um probably not a good thing for the hr to see but um (laughs) It, uh, it ended up, you know, like as you saw in the video, it ended up just flexing and got off and we spun it. And uh, we actually didn't want to post that video either. We sent it to, I think we shared it with one of our reps and the rep just put it on the internet and then it spread like wildfire. <laughs> so, <laughs> had to get it approved. Love that. <laughs> had to get it approved for he sent it out. <laughs> yeah, then the rep just like, yeah, I got yeah. it, guys. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we figured, okay, well, cat's out of the bag, might as well. You know, but we actually never even... Uh, we never even shared that video from our Facebook page. Oh, really? I did notice that because we watched it before we started recording this episode. Yeah, and I did notice it wasn't through Victory Archery. I, I had to. I typed in the search bar, and it was like the first arrow. It's probably the most watched video for man, arrows. This guy is a marketing genius. He didn't tell us that, man. He knew exactly how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grassroots campaign. It was, <laughs> right. It was cool just to see the genuine interest and um, – you know, there was plenty of comments like, oh, you should have done this or that. And, you know, this isn't fair. That isn't fair. But we tried to do it as uh, straightforward and no editing, you know, just took it on my cell phone camera and we emailed it to the rep and then there there it went. So um, that was fun. And, you know, it's one of those things where you're saying like we're, we're a pretty small company here, but everyone shoots. Um, everyone, you know, lives and breathes and, you know, just is all about archery. So kind of fun to be able to, to get to test our products like that and um, to create new arrows and, and things that we feel like we would use in hunting. And, you know, I shoot that Rip TKO. That's what I've been hunting with last year. Uh, this year I'll hunt with the extortion, but that Rip TKO is a fantastic arrow. Very cool. You know, that, I would be disappointed if you didn't come out with an arrow in the next few years called the Eclipse. 
that needs to happen. <laughs> I think X Ten's already got that one, but uh, you know, <laughs> dude, they'll do the. They got plenty of models. They'll do the knockoff. The, it'll be the uh, Victory Eagle Talon that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be, that'd be amazing. <laughs> well, I, there's some good uh, listener questions that were submitted. If you don't mind, I'll hit you with a few of them here. Um, Definitely. Some are sort of lengthy, so we'll try and get through them. Douglas Hood writes. Ooh, shout out Doug Hood for taking me uh, mushroom hunting. Forgot to mention that. Yeah, uh, shout out Doug Hood, too. He's a listener who started listening. He lives in Michigan, but he's originally from Sherrard where we do the podcast. And I remember the message. He's like, I about shit my pants. When I heard you guys say Sherrard, Illinois, because <laughs> his farm is literally as the crow flies a mile from our studio. But so it's pretty funny. Yeah, if you're running on empty, you can make it at least to your house. I <laughs> figure that one out. So he asks, um, how about finding the spine of your arrows and the importance and benefits of having all your arrows? He's saying splined the same way. Spined the same way. I don't know. What he, any recommendations on how the average archer can find the spline without specialized equipment? I don't know what he's... he's He's talking about the weak point of an arrow, I'm assuming? That's a common one. Uh, people conflate spine and spline, um, but it's spine, um, like your backbone, and, you know, like a fishing rod. Um, every arrow has a spine to it, uh, and it, there's really, you know, there's technically four spines. There's um, your two stiff spines and your two weak spines, but we won't have to go too technical into it. Um, but essentially, you know, uh, that arrow has, uh, you know, like a backbone spine to it where it's going to be stiffest when you flex it. Um, and the way they test that is you hang an arrow, um, you know, I believe it's 28 inches apart and you've got 880 uh, gram weight from the center of it. And then you measure the deflection. So you measure how far that arrow flexes and that gives you your your dynamic spine, which is going to be, you know, 350, 400, 500. Um, that's just thousandths of an inch. And then the spine, you know, like almost all of our arrows are spine aligned. Um, so that's going to be the mark on your arrow that you know, is basically the stiffest. So if you were to take that, as it's described, and take the arrow, uh, the part that flexes the least um, is going to be your stiff spine. Okay, so the, basically that's when it comes in line. That's um, I, I did read the comments on here. Someone was like, I think the error, the term you're looking for is spine. And, he's, and, he's, and he basically, Doug, responded with exactly what you just said pretty much. So that's the number for most people that when you buy an arrow, you see the 300, the 400, the 500 on the arrow. So is it safe to say the higher the poundage, the, the stiffer your spine needs to be? Correct, yeah. And that's just it's just how far it uh, – it flexes. So that 250 just means that it only flexed uh, 250 thousandths of an inch. Um, so the the lower the number, the stiffer it is. Right. Uh, okay. The the question was, you know, how do I find my arrow spine as far as, you know, where the, the spine line is that runs through the arrow? Um, because, you know, the reason why we spine align all of our arrows in the factory is... Um, we do that and we flex the cock vein accordingly so that each one of your arrows, when you shoot it out of your bow, is flexing the same way. Um, because if you've got the stiff part of the arrow where it's, you know, most resistant to bending, um, you know, at 12 o'clock on one arrow and 3 o'clock on another arrow and 8 o'clock on another arrow, um, 
those arrows aren't going to flex the same when they come out of your bow. Um, when, and when you're shooting a compound, you want that spine uh, line, you know, vertical. So you want your cockpit on top. If you're shooting a recurve, you would want it horizontal because you're getting a different type of flex that flex is going to be left and right. So you guys do that? You spine a line from the factory? We do, yeah. Do is that a common practice, or is that something that people say they do but don't actually do? <laughs> uh, I think we're the only company that that advertises that. Um, really, that's that's impressive because I've seen guys like mostly tournament guys, not a lot of hunting guys. I'm sure there's quite a few out there that do it that have a machine. It might be the same thing you guys use to find that weak point in the spine, and then that's how they fletch. I've seen guys tune their arrows that way, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that they did it from the factory. Yep. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and and you know we have a whole um, you know a whole machine that, that does it and marks it, um, and then our arrows are actually hand fletched. So every single one out of the factory is hand fletched, um, and they fletch it on that that stiff spine line. But there is a way to actually do it yourself without any tools. Um, what you can do is you can take your arrows and float them in the bathtub, and they're gonna float. Uh, and it's going to give you that uh, the stiff stiff spine is going to float to the bottom, right? So it's going to be uh, basically belly up, um, and that will tell you, you know, so 180 degrees from whatever's floating uh, on the surface is going to be pretty close to your stiffest part of the arrow. Whoa! Uh, who in the hell figured that out? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> my mind <laughs> right now. in the bathtub. Quick. It was like, ah, oh, wait a minute. Your wife walks in. I'm just giving my arrows a bath, honey. <laughs> Leave me be with yeah, you my guys friends. Bathe with your arrows? Uh, not typically. I sh- I'm a shower guy, so I shower with my arrows. So I don't typically. <laughs> <laughs> that's I didn't. I did not know that. I would that's, have never uh, thought to do that. Wow. So that's just as so, accurate yeah, yeah. as the tool that like finds it for you. I guess, huh? It's it's pretty close. Um, and it's it's an axis. Uh, so. Um, so you're, you're, you're finding the stiff axis of flex. And so that can really be, um, you know, on one, one end or 180 degrees on the other side. Um, but the key is to, to orient the axis of the spine. Uh, if you're shooting a compound, you want that vertically oriented. If you're shooting with fingers, you want it horizontally oriented. And that way your arrow flex, the natural way that it's flexing out of your bow is going to correspond to that stiff axis. And, you know, the goal is just, making it consistent right so you just want all your arrows to to do the same thing that's why you we have everything within a half a grain batch uh batch weighed so everything you buy from us will be within you know half a grain um you know we do we go through a lot of elaborate measures to make sure that every arrow is as consistent as it can be wow that's That's a mind-blowing man Man, that's why you're the science man man that is impressive (laughs) stuff um, Scott Clark writes in, and you know, you mentioned something about recurve. How important is arrow straightness tolerance when shot from a traditional bow? The speeds are much less than a compound, and so are the distances. Um, that's a great question. I mean, personally, uh, I do more compound shooting than recurve, but I do love shooting my recurve. Um, and you know, we just came out with the carbon trad, which is a killer recurve arrow, especially if you like to hunt. Um, Thing is just is really really cool i can we can get into that a little bit later but to answer the question um you know personally i i shoot the uh the 6000 straightness on my recurve mm-hmm. uh but and i've tried the 3000 um 
and I haven't been able to notice a difference, but that's because I'm not a great shot with my reefer. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad that California still allows, uh, you know, compound bows, and they haven't just uh, only you can only have a recurve with a three arrow quiver, <laughs> no six arrow quiver there. <laughs> He's probably like, good, another guy from the Midwest making a joke about California. <laughs> uh, hey, we're in Illinois, so it's not really that much of difference. Yeah, we're California, the Midwest. <laughs> just not as beautiful women and oceans. <laughs> We've got Lake Michigan and uh, Mississippi. And chicks who eat Nathan hot's do- Nathan's hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you yeah. never really thought about that with like recurve. Like, how good does your arrow really have to be? You know, well, I mean, it makes sense. It's got to be straight. Yeah. How good of a shot are you, really? Because um, you know, I'm, I know there's a lot of guys that that are shooting recurve that are lights out and. They can tell the difference between the three thousandths and the six thousandths, and uh, you know that's why we offer it. We don't we don't sell our carbon trad on a one thousandth, just because it's uh, it's a technically challenging arrow to make, like the extortion, and um, it's just more expensive to produce. And I think that your your number of archers that can really tell the difference between a three thousandth and a one thousandth, and it kind of goes down exponentially. So. Um, for me, if I was hunting uh, with the recurve and I was shooting a broadhead, I'd buy the 3000 because I like to just make sure that it's me and not my equipment. Um, and when I put a broadhead on because it's not perfectly straight, sometimes it likes to you know steer a little bit and get off course. Uh, but as far as target shooting, um, I, I personally can't tell a difference, but that's, you know, that's just my personal skill level, too. Cool, cool. All right. Well, moving on to the next one. Um, Tony Smith. Uh, yeah, we, guy, have, that, we have an inside joke with this listener. That guy's uh, the fucking man. Tony yeah. Smith is the fucking man, is is what we say. He, he, <laughs> um, what about? Uh, <laughs> it's just a, yeah. He's it's an inside joke. Everyone's like, what? Yeah, Tony Smith's the fucking man. That's just all everyone it's, needs. There to know. it is. It's just all you need to know. Uh, oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> yeah, it's common knowledge. It's Tony yeah. Smith, science. He's the fucking man. Um, what about a breakdown of their offerings? Everyone's favorite weight, spine, broadhead setup, and why the hell Steve has a satellite dish on his bow? Oh, How's Jesus. the reception on it, and why does he like the stiffy 166 spine? Okay, that's <laughs> he listens to the show, so he gets those jokes. Steve yeah. told someone that he shoots a 166 spine, and we made what? fun of him. That's what you told Big Hoss, that you shoot a 166 spine, and we made fun of you on the last podcast for like That's why you kept minutes. saying it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, why do you keep saying that? Yeah, we were making fun of you. I did not say that to Haas. He was like asking what arrows I was shooting. I told him, and I think I'm. I think he asked me something, and I told him the diameter of it. I didn't say a one sixty six. That's our. That makes sense. That's why you kept saying that last week. I'm like, because you kept okay. saying it with a grin on your face. Devin's okay. lost about that. In our all right, all right. Joke. I get it now. So the question is um, a breakdown of their offerings. Everyone's favorite weight spine broadhead setup. Uh, so I guess what's the the most popular weight and spine arrow that people purchase for hunting. I, I or can't. what all the arrows they offer. Yeah. So however you want to answer that. All, all the arrows we offer will be here uh, all week because we, we have on arrows. But for hunting, um, our, our two most popular, I'll give you three, uh, you know, like the VAP, that's our 166. Uh, that's what put us on the market is really the – uh, micro diameter carbon arrow. Um, you know, we patented the penetrator outsert, so that uh, outsert that flares out to standard 516th to your broad steel points fit flush. 
um, you know, that's that's been our bread and butter for a long time. And then the TKO series we released a couple years ago. So we've got a VAP TKO, a RIP TKO, a V-Force TKO. Um, I would say currently the VAP and RIP TKO are our selling arrows. Um, that's a 166 diameter, a micro diameter, and a two of uh, small diameter. So that would be like your four millimeter or five millimeter uh, if you're comparing on metric. And, um, you know, like we offer various sorts depending on what weight you're trying to get to. So, you know, for popular arrows we sell is about TKO with a stainless steel outsert. So, um, high modulus carb no. About you know, 300 is fine. I think it's like 9.5 grains per inch. Um, then a 95 grain stainless steel outsert. It comes with a 35 grain aluminum, but um, you know, we offer the stainless from the VAP and the RIP. RIP only 60 grains for the stainless. Uh, we offer that so people can dial in their FOC so they can get a specific you know, total arrow weight. Uh, between those two, I mean, you can get to pretty much anything anywhere from 400 to 500 grains, uh, a little bit above and below. Very cool. Our our good friends uh, Gene Miller and Mark Ryder, I think, are both shooting the VAPS um, and the stainless steel. Yeah, and those guys will. If you ask them about arrows, like say you didn't know them, and they're like, and you went up to them, and were like, hey, what arrows should I shoot? They will give you a whole speech and then a novel for you to read on why to shoot those arrows. But I will say, if you ever go to a 3D uh, shoot with them guys, their arrows are like five inches deeper than everybody yeah, else's. Yeah. And then Mark will let you know how much better his arrows are than yours. And then you got to like... He'll <laughs> break his arrow down for you. And then you got to fight out of this conversation of Mark telling you how you suck because you're not shooting the same arrow as him. <laughs> like that's like Man, seriously... They're, they're he, rowdy for a bunch of old short guys. Yeah, they go they go hard on their arrow <laughs> setups. It's pretty funny. But uh, I just figured I'd add that fun story in there. So... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, the one other uh, really popular arrow is uh, it's our Rip XV for extreme velocity, um, and that's like a I think it's like a sub six GPI arrow, so super light shaft. It's a two hundred four diameter as well, and then we've got the twenty two grain aluminum or sixty grain stainless steel outsert for that one. So if you have guys that want um, extreme FOC, that's a really good arrow. But it's also something um, because it's so light. I mean. You get a lot of guys that can shoot, uh, you know, single pin up to 40 yards pretty much. So if you're hunting, um, you know, Midwest, tree sand, and 40 yards is pretty much your max shot. Uh, it's pretty awesome because you don't have to worry about, you know, 20 to 40. You saw one pin. Um, right. And that's quick. That just comes back to the whole resin library, you know. Like we can make uh, really light resins that are still super strong and great for hunting. We can do really heavy arrows for the guys that want the momentum. Um, we, we pretty much have an arrow for every application, every diameter, hunting and target. Uh, a lot of people just don't even understand uh, how expensive our line really is because we're releasing new arrows every year pretty much. Right, right. Very cool. Yeah, that's the nice thing. We're single pin guys, so to have that option to – our buddy, our, our intern in here shaking his head, he's not a single pin guy apparently. I didn't know this, so we're gonna fire our intern. Um, but <laughs> can we get a prettier intern? Me neither, man. I'm, I'm five pin all the way. Are you really? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't like to to mess with my sight. And and out here, you you don't like 
you never know where the deer's coming in. It's different every time. They they like will not walk the same trail twice. They're so difficult to pattern and so spooky that odds are you're gonna get a shot at that deer. You're gonna get you know. I hear. Couple- I, I get the <laughs> argument. I get the yeah. argument. I live by my rangefinder though. I like to know like. If it that deer's at thirty three yards, I like to know I'm shooting my my pen for thirty three. You know, if the if the deer's at fifty or fifty one or the target's at fifty one, I want to know I'm shooting it for fifty one, not fifty. You know what I mean? So that's the beauty. I, that's the thing I like about it, and I like the clear sight picture. That's my that's changed the game for me for long distance mm-hmm. shooting because my eyes get all shitty. Fair enough, but the thing is, is out here, I've I've had half of my opportunities, I haven't been able to range them because it's you know they're happens so fast quick. you get you get just enough time to grab your bow draw stop the deer and shoot um and usually you know they're already getting out of range um so it's it's a situation where you know it's a trade-off like you don't have time to range you don't have time to, to dial your sight you want to be able to have that fallback on of like okay you know i've ranged everything beforehand i got a general idea where he's at you know about 35 i'm gonna I hear you. I hear you. you. you I get a, it. Yeah, but you should be a single pin guy because it's like you, you know if you, you tell people like, "Hey, I'm a single pin guy," they're like, "Yeah, that guy knows what's up." But you're like, "Hey, I'm five ten and I shoot five pins." Ladies, what's up? Yeah, it just doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't sound as good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's not that same. Uh, Actually, if you just said that anyway, everyone would just be like, "Yeah, we're not going to talk to that guy anyway." <laughs> <laughs> because I lied, I'm five nine. <laughs> you're not, you're five four, dude. On yeah, a good right. day. No, I am more than five four. You're like. five four two eighty for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um Kevin Dye asks What sets victory ahead of other aero companies not being a hater? I'm just asking what makes them better than other manufacturers? Um, that's a good one. Uh I mean We've touched on a couple points already, but yeah, the spinal line's huge. Yeah, you kind of already you kind of already made your case, but there's a couple of things though. I mean, we're the only company that offers uh, an ice, like a nano ceramic coating on the outside of the air that gives you better penetration, but it also helps you pull the arrows from the targets. Um, huge. I said all of our arrows come within half a grain um, per batch, so everything's going to weigh out the exact same. Um, we spine line like we already covered. Um, we also offer pretty much everything in elite gamer and sport straightness tolerances. So we offer pretty much every arrow in a plus or minus point zero zero one straightness, which is puts us ahead of a, several companies right off the bat there. Um, and in general, really, we're just since we're owned by Mitsubishi, we do have um, a huge advantage because we're the only vertical created company in the industry. We're the only company that produces our own carbon prepregs and then takes that carbon prepreg, manufactures it, um, and you know, rolls it and, and creates all the different airlines that we have. Everyone else has to outsource their carbon prepregs. So, you know, a majority of the other companies in the industry purchase carbon prepreg from Mitsubishi. No shit. So you guys Damn. are like, yo, you want the carbon? You got to get it from you us. You got to get it from daddy. Is that how it happens? That's Eric's exactly alarm's it. going off. So you <laughs> you guys call the sh- Man, that's crazy. So Did you it? guys basically, other people are like, they got to go through the pimp daddy of the aero industry, which <laughs> yeah. is victory. That's, 
that's kind of the way it is, man. We got bought out a few years by Mitsubishi, and ever since, you know, it's uh, it's kind of interesting to to think about that dynamic. Um, and uh, that's that's the way it plays out, though. But as a result, you know, like they 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 have to go through, you know, and and it's not all their carbon, but it's a, it's a good chunk of it. Um, but you know, they don't have access to everything that we have access to. So. Right, yeah, and I'm sorry that I just labeled Victory Arrows as the pimp daddy of the arrow industry because that might stick. Well, yeah, no, they're, they were like, no, 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 that's actually what we prefer. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how like that company run here, uh, Lewis Machine Tool. They make ARs and like a lot of people, from what I understand, uh, we got listeners from there, but like they make barrels for other companies, and it's like that's it, got to be kind of a weird thing that you know. Some companies got to like you know come in and like put their head down, hand you what you're gonna make, and you look at it and you're like. Oh, these are girls you're gonna make. Yeah, we'll make them right for you. We'll make something better next week. <laughs> right? That is interesting. Just, like, we do a ton, we do a ton of OEM stuff too. I mean, we're we're producing arrows for a, a lot of different companies. Um, you know that are that want their own private label. So that's a big part of my day is designing the graphics and the boxes and um, you know the marketing materials for. You know, all these different brands. We've got like Decimator, and we've got and we've got stuff everywhere. That's very cool. Yeah, man. that does got to be kind of a sweet deal. I mean, yeah, obviously you guys are trying to, you know, Victory itself is trying to change the the market and the way that things are. But essentially, man, you're getting paid by the competition, which is exactly what you always want. You want the competition to pay you, and then you're <laughs> and then you're doing good. You're but right, that's riding pretty. I mean, I guess that does say something about the way that you guys um, handle business and how. Um, look at what kind of technology you guys have access to that if, if they got to come there, then the things that you can create, like we touched on before is just, you know, the, the possibilities are endless as cliche as that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> but it really is. Um, Walt- That's the way it feels. I mean, yeah. Uh, Walter Lee writes, how important is it to bear shaft tune at longer distances? And what is their opinion on high FOC and heavy arrows? Okay. Um, well, personally, I like I said before, I like to go down the rabbit hole. But if I don't have to get my head stuck in the hole, I don't. I um, love that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just came up with that. I'm gonna use that again. I think <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was yeah. good. It's it's one of those things where like if if I tune my bow, you know, start with paper, shoot through paper, shoot a bullet hole. Cool. I'm actually brought a uh, bear shaft at 20 yards, maybe 30 yards, just to get an idea of what's going on. Um, a lot of times you can save yourself some time in the broadhead tuning process if you can tell that your bear shafts are going crazy. Uh, but beyond that, uh, then I shoot my broadheads. And if my broadheads hit where my field points hit, then I stop. You know, I don't do anything else. And that's most people because that's mm-hmm. where I'm at too. A lot of people tell me, like, hey, well, you know, like, my broadheads hit where my field points hit, but then I was bear shaft tuning at 80 yards, and, you know, my, my bear shafts are hitting five inches to the right of my field point. <laughs> well, yeah, there's <laughs> 80 <laughs> yards. <laughs> you're shooting sticks at that point. It's still pretty <laughs> but, good. for <laughs> your, your broadheads hit where your field points hit, right? Yeah. Okay. So, stop. You know, <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> That's literally someone who overthinks everything. You're sticking your head in the hole. Yeah, <laughs> your head's stuck in that hole, son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's water running but, but through it. Why'd you put your head there? <laughs> <laughs> bear shaft tuning is helpful. I mean, like it. I've had a lot of times where I've set it up, bear shaft. 
you know, seeing it 20, 30 yards, and I'm like, oh, man, that's ugly. Like, something's happening, and I'll go back to the drawing board. And, and then when I shoot my broadheads, usually they're perfect. So, I mean, it, it can definitely be helpful. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't knock it, but I don't, I don't go too far there. Um, and then what was the what was the other part of the question? Um, what's your opinion on high FOC and heavy arrow? Yeah, high FOC. Um, I mean, I'm all about a balanced arrow. Um, I don't really advocate anything extreme. So you know, personally, I shoot uh, well, up until the extortion. So I shoot in the Rip TKO, which I think is a perfect example of a balanced arrow setup. Uh, Rip TKO, it's 8.8 grain per inch, uh, 300 spine. Uh, stainless steel outsert, so that's 60 grains. Uh, depending on what I'm going after, I'll shoot 100 or 125 grain broadhead, um, and that gives you, you know, good FOC. I don't know what exactly what it is. It's probably somewhere in that 13 to 17 percent range, which seems to be kind of a magic number. Um, you can definitely get an arrow to fly well with extreme FOC, you know, over 17 percent, but um, you know, I don't know if it's necessary. It's another one of those things where if the broadhead is flying great and I can group them, uh, you know, for my skill level at 60 yards, uh, you know, in a coffee cup lid, I'm I'm ecstatic. So I don't take it too much farther than that. Um, you know, there's some a lot of recurve guys in there that I think that uh, go for that extreme, extreme FOC, and that might work for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as a heavy arrow, I think a heavy arrow is definitely more forgiving. Um, that's why this, you know, this extortion is awesome because it's super quiet. Um, it absorbs all the energy of your bow because it's nice and heavy. Um, and for hunting, you, there's nothing better than a heavy arrow because uh, the deer doesn't hear it and it's going to have the most momentum, by far the best penetration because it's going to hit on whatever it hits and it's going to keep penetrating. It's got all that. Right, right. Definitely, I love I love the compa- uh, comparisons people make when it comes to like a hair, heavy arrow versus a light uh, arrow, and I think one of them is uh, oh man, I'm trying to remember this correctly. Oh, is it what Haas said? So if you shoot a wiffle ball at like a hundred miles an hour and it hits you, or if you throw like a baseball at, yeah, 60, would you rather get hit by a wiffle ball doing 200 mile an hour or a semi truck doing 50? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's is that what that I think was? Wiffle it? ball, baseball is perfect. Like that's. That hits the the nail on the head, like right. You just lose all your all your momentum at distance with something that that doesn't have the mass behind it. Right, exactly, and that's something I'm going to shoot a heavier arrow this season than I ever have before. I'm going to do the rip TKO with a variation of uh, ethics archery inserts. Um, so I plan on doing an elk hunt in September, and I'm I'm going. I'm packing. I'm packing some heaviness. Behind that shot, so gonna pack the heat. Um, bring, bring gun. Pack the heat. I'm gonna shoot at the end. I'm gonna respect this distance, but I'm gonna get some <laughs> penetration when I hit that up. Pretty neat. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that and, and uh, shooting these victory arrows this year, man. We're gonna do a lot of 3D shoots this summer, and we're gonna put them through the ringer. We're all excited to test them out. The 14 ringer, if you will. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we do a ton of like everyone knows this as a hunting company, but when we make complete target lines uh, and you know like a lot of people are really get, uh, catching on to like our 3 HVs um, our 25 HVs um, you know like really light fast great 3D arrows we make a 27 for Vegas uh, 23 series for you know ASA is another format where you can't shoot over that diameter mm-hmm. uh, we've got like, 
and we're we're rolling out. The goal is to roll out several new target arrows next year, and you know, can't really say too much more, but we do have plans to uh, make a really competitive target arrow uh, because you know we want to we want to go after the best of the best. So that's that's the goal, um, and hopefully we'll be able to launch that next year. We don't know how long it'll take us to, to prototype and everything, but yeah, the goal is to go after the top. Very cool, man. Yeah, well, I awesome. think you guys have a pretty solid shot with uh, the the resources you have and what you've done in the hunting arrow industry. Um, I think it's just things are starting to catch. I feel like there's just certain household ni- names that people have grown up with, but you know, as far as arrows go, we all know those names. But um, I think you guys are definitely yeah. and plus on my top of the ball. my hero, my personal hero, Paul Biggs is shooting right victory on. arrows. <laughs> I mean, I was I was shooting them before I started working here, just because. I mean, one, it was, like, affordable when I compared the prices. I was like, wait, I get a 1,000 straightness for the V-Force for standard diameter. I was comparing them to gold tip and Easton. I'm like, so I get this one's straighter tolerance, and it's cheaper than that one. Uh, and it's final lined and it's got the ice coating, and it's within a half a grain. I was like, well, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I hate to contradict myself, but that's exactly why I looked at Victory. Because I was like, dude, these guys are... Making a nice arrow, but like the price point was super cheap. And I was like, man, eh, I got to go with this. I did notice but when I, still I got my arrows this year, I didn't, the ice coating, I didn't know how big of a difference that would make. And I hate to be that guy to be like, oh, yeah, it makes it, it does help. <laughs> Pulling arrows. Yeah, especially if you're shooting like those micro diameters, you're going all the way through. It's just nice to be able to. Well, if you ever go to a 3D course that's got like super stiff brand new targets, mm-hmm. sometimes. Well, I, no, <laughs> not the well, courses we go to. <laughs> <laughs> there is some, but some of them are tough to get out, man. Yeah. But and it, it does help or a lot. Or some of those that just get like get baked in the sun and get all crusty and hard. Sometimes those are just as bad as the new ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yep. like shooting concrete. <laughs> you're pulling all the paint and stuff. Yeah. Or if you're of that one, we went to a 3D course one time, and the uh, the tin ring was just blown out. And <laughs> I was with you actually, Cameron, and we shot it, and it went through the vitals, and my arrow went through the target and buried. Like two inches in a log. <laughs> I'm like, this is great. I I hit I hit it. I'm like, oh man, that was money. And you're smoked it. Thunk. I'm like, oh man, oh, no. Hey, at least dude, you're getting passed through on 3D targets, man. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I left my insert in there. <laughs> I'm like, dang man, it was deep. But uh, no, thanks for putting up with us, man. I hope that it wasn't too painful to get through on this episode. No, it's awesome, man. Um, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to download some more episodes. Careful. Uh, yeah, are you know. still on the clock right now? What's that? Are you still on the clock right now? Uh, yeah, I'm on salary, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's always on the clock. That's probably why he wasn't swearing, drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, if you ever come out to Illinois, you got to invite in the studio, so you have to stop in and record one with us in person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to do it. If you guys are ever out in San Diego, um, you know, drop me a line. Check check out the the, uh, the office here. I can't I'd offer to take you hunting, but uh, really just be a walk in the woods. We can go. We can go spear fishing though, and I can pretty much guarantee you're gonna shoot something. I'm in for that. That would yep. be cool. Hands that down. would be awesome. But the, that's a whole separate podcast, though. So. <laughs> yeah, we could go spear fishing, then go back, and then do a podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Or bowfish. I mean, that's what I do. I, I love bowfish out here. Shooting more at eels and corbina and um, 
we got we got a lot of great fish in marine life. So, dude, you both Whoa. fish eels. What's that? You both fish eels. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually like that's my signature right there. I go out to the. I live in La Jolla, which is like you know kind of like a nicer part of San Diego, and um, I don't know how what, what what we're doing there, but anyways, we're there, and um, you know we'll, we'll go out to the, the tide pool when it's really low tide, and uh, there will be. People walking around, checking out the sea life. I'll bring my bow fishing bow, toss them like you know some bait, some old fish scraps in the tide pools, and the rays come out from under the ledges and uh, shoot them. The hardest part is killing them because they're so tough that you gotta, and they've got some nasty, nasty teeth. I mean, they'll take your finger right off. Um, so I've I've had some interesting encounters there. I had one that's like bit the crap out of my finger, was bleeding all over the place, finally killed the thing, um, and then I'm walking back to my car, and I was trying to hold pressure on the, the you know, the cut, and I was wearing a white t-shirt, and it got splashed by water, so it just looked like the whole thing was covered in blood. So, <laughs> <laughs> and there's all these tourists walking around, like, screaming bloody murder, because this guy covered in blood, dragging eels out of the... <laughs> out of the <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's awesome. Dude, that's nuts. You look like a dude from The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, got some stairs. That is but awesome. They're, good they're really good eating. Are they? Really? Oh, I never would have guessed. I guess all they do is live off a of fish, and they're already brined for you, and, and that's salt water, so <laughs> <laughs> they're good to go. They eat like, yeah, they eat like octopus and lobsters and stuff like that so so they eat better than me so (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a buffet all in one meal eggs man if i'm ever in california i'm calling you because that sounds awesome (laughs) a blast absolutely take you out man that would be cool well hey man stick around on the phone man we really appreciate you coming on the show and uh even though we're idiots i'd be careful when you go back through our podcast library we got some good ones (laughs) yeah we got some lightly um anybody anybody got anything to add no, we're uh, close her out. No, man, this is uh, this is great. I appreciate you taking the time and giving us all this uh, information. We learned a lot. Yep. All these arrows. Yeah, I'm gonna go home and uh, take a bath with all my arrows. See if uh, your guys' uh, spinal <laughs> line was correct. <laughs> Eric, you got yeah, anything? Guys, thanks for having me on. No, Devin, I just want to say thanks, and I uh, can't wait to try these arrows out this year. Looking forward to it. Intern. No, intern's good. All right, guys. Thanks everyone for listening. You know what to do. It's that time of year. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Oh, my God! Every once in a while, it's fun to go with, like, just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.